This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco. Back to live action here at Harvey Stadium. Ten all here with 12 minutes to play to decide this final home contest and final contest of the 2008 season. Marple Newtown facing a first and 15 at the Academy Park 32. They are now moving from our right to our left. Graziano and Stevens in the backfield. Giordano in motion. Ron Alf split wide to the right as a pitch to Graziano across the 30. 25, 20. Flag on the far side of the field. Let's see what happens there. But another big gainer here on first down by Phil Graziano. Most likely a hold on the far side of the field at the receiver blocking on, on that far side, but you never know. Right, we had a couple presumed penalties on Marple Newtown last week. Stunningly reversed in the Tigers' favor. And it is against the Tigers. Negated what would have been easily a 15-yard gain. That was Giordano coming in motion there, and it looked like he did a... During the run, holding, offense. 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. We do that. Looked like he did a good job maintaining his block. I think the ref standing there thought because he maintained the block for so yeah. long that he was holding. Well, first down and Newtown Square for the Tigers. At the 36-yard line here, 11.41 to go in the contest. Johnson under center, hands it off to Graziano once again, cuts back at the 30, gets a man down as they drag him forward, then backwards, shy of the 25. So once again, the will of the senior takes over there in a big gain on first down and long. Number 10, Cabango Bacasa on the stop. But nice run there as, as he continues that streak of, of 8 to 10 yards per carry right now and gets basically erases the two penalties. Gain of eight. And Bacasa was down on that play. He has to check out now as the officials called timeout. Thought it, he was hurt. No, gain of nine now. <laughs> as you see the official moving the ball an extra yard in the Tigers' favor. The yardage dance. Second down. As long as it's going in that direction, boys, we're <laughs> exactly. good. Exactly. Johnson. Drops back. He's got a man on the far side. Nice complete. complete. Excellent job by Ron Alf there to come back to the ball. And made it, he, made, he certainly made it look good, Dennis. He yeah. fell before the ball was, was released, but was able to get full extension there and haul it in. Nice pickup. We got about a third, third and five. Looked like a shortstop dive to make a double play. Yep. But uh, Brandon Hunter, number two, the corner, fell down on the play, allowing Alf to be a little bit more wide open and probably stretch out to grab that a lot easier. Ball to the 21-yard line, third down and four. Ten and a half to go in this contest. Ten all, Marple Newtown driving. Alf once again split wide to the far side. And as we hit the Tigers jumping around a little bit, 
timeout. They call a timeout. They're first. Yeah, the official in the backfield raised his hands for, for a five-second warning for the quarterback. And from the sideline, the coaching staff yells that timeout. Smart, why risk uh, in a tight game like this losing five yards? Exactly, moving the ball well downfield again, poised and ready to strike for a go-ahead score. You could see just a little bit of indecision after the play was called. The team went up to the line. Look like guys weren't sure where they're supposed to line up. So that, like you said, better safe than sorry at this point in the game. Yeah, it looked like some didn't know where they were, and, and the other side looked like Carl Kozarski may have saw something was pointing, asking for a possible audible, and it looked like they did make an audible at the last second there, but timeout called. In any case, the Tigers will get that straightened out. Same personnel back on the field for this third down and four. Ron Alf this time comes to the near sideline. Split just about couple feet off towards the near sideline and that left hash mark appears to be a size mismatch with his counterpart number five Brandon Farrow but Alf has surprised us before with some excellent catches in traffic so Johnson under center has the handoff this time to there he goes Stevens. He gets a man across the 15, and I'm stunned by this. It looked like he was stopped at the 15-yard line, broke free of the tackle around both his legs, and rolled in untouched for the touchdown. Amazing wow. run by Nick Stevens. He broke three tackles and got in, and there was nobody after he broke that third tackle, nobody in front of him. He had about 10 yards of open space. What a tremendous run that was. Like you said, he was he looked like he was stopped, and all of a sudden broke free, and there he goes. And what an influential addition he was, a transfer from Pencrest. Has done an outstanding job, especially in the second half of this season. Adam Fender on for the extra point. Spotted. Kicked. Perfect. Once more for Adam Fender. And with 10-10 to play here in this fourth quarter, the Marple Newtown Tigers have a 17-10 lead. We'll be back for the kickoff after this brief break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. You're listening to Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco on the Tigers Radio Network, bringing you exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown football only on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Brought to you exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. live action here at Harvey Stadium. Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to get good, folks. 10-10 remaining here in this fourth quarter. Marple Newtown has forged ahead 17-10 on an electrifying run by Nick Stevens. They have the momentum back. And let's see if they can't force another turnover here as Fender approaches the ball at the 40. This time it's a high spiraling punt. Coming down to number 23, Rakeem Milton at the 10. At the 15, cuts back across the middle of the field at the 20. And it only reaches the 25 before he's brought down. And the ball was loose. Somehow that ball is loose. I didn't see where it came down. I thought it might have come out so late he was already down by contact. Uh, anyhow, they say Academy Park kept it, but Kosarski Karini made the stop. And apparently one of them punched that ball out at some point. But 
Unlucky circumstance for the defense. Lucky for Academy Park, but they have the ball deep inside their own territory here. First and ten at the 26. Marble Newtown's defense has been solid this second half. They definitely smell blood in the water now with that seven-point lead, and they know what to do with it. Shotgun formation for Eric Gilbert once again, but it's a handoff once more to Frazier. Tries to look for room at the left hash mark. Dives across the 25 and maybe gets a one or two. Striegel, nice job in pursuit there for the big defensive tackle. Getting over there to make the stop on a speedy running back. It's interesting. For all the, the uh, appearances of an option play for most of the first half and, and also the ability to air it out, they've gone to Frazier quite a bit and, and also gone to Gilbert on keepers, and they really haven't made much headway. Well, I think I think time of possession here in the second half is a huge thing. They've had the ball for about four minutes compared to Marple Newtown, about 14. Yeah. Almost like that Eagles game the other day where the first quarter was... 13 minutes in favor of the other team. That does have a, a stultifying effect on the offense if they're not out there getting their reps. As Gilbert is under center now, has a rollout. He's being chased. He runs across the 30-yard line, across the 35, shy of the first down here before he's corralled out of bounds. That's the sophomore corner, Ryan White, coming up with the stop. And they're rolling. He was actually inbounds there on the tackle, so the clock continues to run. 8.57, 8.56 to go. Seven-point lead for the Tigers. Tigers had a blitz coming there, middle left side of the line, and unfortunately they guessed wrong on that when Academy Park beat them to the outside on their left. It brings up a third down and a short one here from the 35. Two wide receivers, one left, one right. Frazier in the backfield as a pitch to Frazier on the outside. Looks like he picks up the first down across the 35 up around the 38. So they move the chains to the Knights. Kosarski with the stop defensively. And the Tigers uh, can't stop every third and short, but this defense has done a great job this evening in almost every facet of this game. There's been a few instances where a good team like Academy Park has gotten their points, but a solid defensive effort. Here we go. Three wide receivers set now as Gilbert goes back under center. He drops back. But it's another handoff to Frazier. And maybe, maybe a yard there. The late handoff did not fake anybody out that time. Dan Giordano was right on top of it once again. Surprised once again that Academy Park is not opening up the offense. Maybe they think they have uh, plenty of time here. As you said, the time of possession here in the second half says otherwise. I don't think they've gotten in any rhythm in the second half. Not at um, all. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact the Tigers have controlled the ball. And play like that, look like a draw, might have had some space. The two inside guys, Stevens and Jordano, filled it in a hurry. Yeah, but even, like I said, even so, they keep going back to Frazier or Gilbert on the keeper. There, there's just no room. And yet, that's uh, every other play. Is Gilbert now in the shotgun. Takes the hand off to Frazier. It's a keeper. He goes across the 40, up the 45. Cuts back towards the right sideline here, towards us, across the 50. So he does end up picking up the first down there. Well, you keep talking about them going back to Gilbert or Frazier. Gilbert or Frazier are the guys that they're going to get their yards, but that might be the the reason why they keep doing that is that might be all they have. Is that then? Was that part of the game plan? You think just containment? I know when we I spoke to the coaches, they had they were very concerned with the running back and the quarterback. So I'm sure that that's what's gotten Academy Park to this point. So like you said, the key word at this point is they need to contain. Unfortunately, on that play, Gilbert broke to the outside. He broke containment. 
So another big gainer for the Knights. First and 10 at the Marble Newtown 49-yard line, 7-14 to go. Gilbert in the shotgun once again. He fakes a pitch. He goes to the outside again across the midfield, 45-40-35. Cuts across into the center of the field, across the 30. He's finally dragged down by Phil Graziano. Well, He's just shy of the 25-yard line. Well, there was a big block at the line of scrimmage. Nick Stevens read that play was coming in hot, and someone chip-blocked him, and that allowed Gilbert to bust one to the inside and just go up the field. Had that not happened, we're talking about a yard loss here. So once again, Marple Newtown defense allowing the two big guys for the Knights to burn them as long as everybody else is shut off. 6.50 to go here in the contest. Gut check time here, boys. You can say that again. Well, every time Academy Park has gotten inside the 30 today, Marple Newtown has really dug in their heels and done a nice job of shutting them down. Shotgun formation again for Gilbert. It's a keeper once again, and he is stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Nick Stevens got in there first and then followed up by the rest of the linebacking core in Dan Giordano. The cavalry was all over that one. So we've covered an excellent defensive stop. Maybe we can have a uh, a little turnover there as a, as a bad snap for Gilbert on the next play because he has done that twice already in the first half. This would be the time for it. See what a difference it's made since Nick and Dan have both been in the middle. As you said, it took Nick a little while to get acclimated coming from Pencrest. But once he got his partner in crime there in the inside back, the two of them have formed a nice partnership. It's hard to block both of them if you're an offensive line, especially with those big guys up front and Steve Reynolds. Second down and 12 now from the 30. 5.53 remaining. It's a handoff to Frazier. Tries to get to the outside. Cuts back to the inside. Manages to get a couple yards past the line of scrimmage and maybe up to the 26 or 27-yard line. Nick Stevens on the stop that time. Looked like there might have been a hold on Reynolds as he did a nice job of stringing Frazier out to the sideline. But overall, that was a solid defensive play, not allowing him to get any further. Again, that's ultimately an excellent sign for Reynolds is that if they have to hold him to hold him back, then that means he's effective and then they're... Offensive line is keying on him. While he didn't have the chance to make the tackle because it had hold, he still strung it out and kept it to a small gain. Gain of four, so third down and eight from the 26-yard line, rapidly approaching five minutes to go here. Marple Newtown still clinging to that seven-point lead. Gilbert in the shotgun, fakes a hand off to Frazier. He drops back. He's got a man downfield, and he bounces it it there again. Stephen's got a piece of that ball, no doubt about that. That Uh, thing hit and just changed direction. Even even so, it was not enough juice on that ball. As we said, Dennis, in this contest, Eric Gilbert has an arm. He can throw it 20, 30 yards downfield, but there's just not a whole lot of zip there, so that's a good sign for the secondary. They can come up and jump in front of those balls. As Ryan White was trying to do there, he saw nothing but open space in front of him, and he jumped that route. Fourth and eight. So what's going to happen here? It's a little bit too far back for field goal range. So you wonder what the Academy Park Knights are thinking. And they will take some extra time to think about that. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure for them, they're they're saying to themselves, "We got five minutes left. It, it's they're probably going to go for it, just taking some time to draw up a play here because they they need about eight yards, seven yards to get that first down." And also, it has to be in the back of their minds that well, maybe this is the last time we'll get the ball in this contest. So they have to make good on whatever they do. Especially with the way Marple Newtown offense is just continuing to run Graziano, Stevens, and Giordano. That's it. It's, it's conceivable that they make a stop down here and just run off the rest of the clock without even scoring. Yeah. Because they can chew up those five, six yards at a time and keep it in the middle of the field. So we'll take a quick break here with 4.58 remaining in the contest. 
No, apparently we'll stay here as Academy Park has come back out of their huddle. Fourth and eight. Fourth down and eight from the 26-yard line. This time, Darrell Washington is in the backfield. Shotgun for Gilbert once more. Two wide receivers close to the left, one wide to the right. Gilbert has a seam to the left side. He runs out of bounds, and he is about three yards shy. We'll see with the official mark, but it was not close at all. Nice job by the defense to not try and make a tackle. Just continue to string him outside because if you try and make a move, he's going to juke. And they just keep using that sideline. Sideline is your friend, especially on fourth and long. So they did not get it. A defensive stop for the Tigers. And they will get the ball back with 4.50 remaining. Wait a minute. Wow, they called that a... F- no. Okay. First down and 10 it is for the Marple Newtown Tigers. At the 20-yard line, her executive producer Jim Alden say a bad spot, so that might have thrown me off a little bit. Ooh. That's a handoff. And stuffed behind the line of scrimmage is Nick Stevens. It seems like... Somebody's down in the field. Up. Oh. There he goes. It was Carl Kosarski was at the take bottom. Kosarski was at the bottom of that pile. First down here, fellas, would be huge. We need to pick something up seven, eight yards on this play to kind of just get ourselves in in close range for third down. Loss of two on the play, second down and 12 from the 18 now, but time still continues to melt away, 4-12. Look, look for some misdirection. It's been working on the, with the over-pursuit of Academy Park all day. As the fog comes back in and drifts low. Oh. Johnson is dropped and the no, ball is out. Down. He was down. I'm surprised they called Number 63 for Academy Park recovers, but yes, I agree, he was down. That, that's an absolute awful call. Absolutely awful call. Uh, he that came out about five seconds after he was down, and that, that's that's a pure mistake by the officiating crew. No red flags on the sideline here, though. So amazing! It sets up first and ten at the 13-yard line. Well, so Pat, once again, if there ever was a time for the defense to prove its metal collectively, well, this is the time. We're going to see the true spirit of this team right now. Because they have an opportunity to really learn from everything they've they've gone through this season and, and put it into this this final three four minutes. Four wide receivers set. Direct snap and a shotgun to Gilbert. It's his keeper. He gets across the ten, maybe down to the nine or the eight. Looks like he was tackled by number seventy-two, Christian Whiteside. Gain of four, so second down and six from the eight. They have Marquis Bay split wide to the left this time. Haven't heard his name in quite a while. Frazier lines up just to the left of Gilbert. Shotgun formation. It is a keeper once again. Fake hand up to Frazier. Gilbert up the middle across the five. To the four. And Whiteside again on the tackle in the interior of the line. Three minutes remaining here in the contest. Marple Newtown 17, Academy Park 10. 
The drama heightens as the clock continues to tick away. First down here. So they did pick it up. Four attempts to put it in. Uh, barring a fumble. First and goal from the two. Gilbert looks like he may end up taking it himself. He does. Is he in or not? No signal yet. He did kind of go under the tidal wave of orange and black there near the goal line. Nope. 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 Half a foot, foot and a half shot. Very, very close. Cutting it very fine here. 2-10 to go. Second down and goal. And here's the question. If, if you're Coach Jutta, do you, do you take some timeouts, conserve some, some clock here, and at least get your defense organized? Well, we shall see. Gilbert once again under center. He leans forward. Bent at a 45-degree angle. The ball is tucked under his arm, and he went down in that pile. It didn't look like he was able to take more than a half a step. Well, he got some help from his running back, kind of pushing pushing him from behind. Right, but there's that wall of, uh, wall of Tigers defense there. No gain. no gain. They did not get it. Clock still runs. 123, 122. As we have a lineman for Academy Park exhorting the ho their fans to cheer. Marple Newtown's fans also lending their voices here. Third and goal. Third and goal. Uh, what, what a way to end a season. Washington and Frazier this time in the backfield. Gilbert under center. And that half squat. He's pushed backwards. But he goes forward. And he is in for the touchdown. Second effort did it. Still got to make the extra point, though, with 52 seconds left. And now as the fog continues to drift down again in thick sheets, like it was about an hour, an hour and a half before the contest, anything can happen. Well, this, this team, this Tigers special teams unit, has blocked a lot of extra points and field goals this year. So... Don't be shocked if that happens here. Phil Graziano, watch him coming in on the charge. With Shane a Sullivan side. ball, too. they got to get that exchange. Sullivan on the hold. Devin Hunter. High snap. It is blocked. It is blocked. No good. And knocked away. Oh, boy. You called that one. You had that one. It came charging through the line. Looked like somebody got a finger on that ball. High snap. Help the Tigers special teams and once again blocks of extra points. 17 16, 52 seconds to go. And victory Park. formation possibly Academy now. Academy Park doesn't have enough time now to stop them, so why not the victory formation? Right now we need to call Allstate and get the good hands people <laughs> out there re receiving that kickoff. Well, executive producer Jim Allsman saying that we might have to pick out the top 10 plays of this season. That will definitely rank in the top five. And as mentioned, it's going to be an onside kick here. So, how fitting for this season to end if this is the way it is. Ooh. After this team has battled back, battled back, and here they were faced with the last bit of adversity and came up huge. All that work boiling down as it so often does to just one play, one finger, one hand to get that ball in. 
They have all their hands up front. You can see Giordano's up there with Alf and Graziano, Stevens and Ryan White. It was a black and orange wave coming at Devin Hunter. So he places the ball at the 40, loaded up to the far sideline. So, yes, it will be an onside kick. Ball likes to stick to the turf early and then hop up real late on this field. So he bounces it. It's a line drive off the bounce. Fielded cleanly. Looks like Dan Giordano. And what a way for a senior to end his, end his career here, making a huge play there. So they spot the ball. Looks like it'll be at the 46-yard line. <laughs> Dan's got the best hands on the team, and it looked like he just snatched that ball out of the air. It was hit like a bullet. That was about ready to sail like a knuckleball away from him. Out of ba- it, may, it probably was going to end up out of bounds, but Giordano says, oh, I got it. Let me take it. I'll take the knee, and, and we'll head into that victory formation. 48.5 seconds remaining. First and ten, Tigers. And they will. Tight formation. Johnson under center. Takes an E. What is the timeout situation, guys? I believe Academy Park has two left or one left. So. Well, the clock's continuing to run, so all they need is one more, it appears. No timeout. Being 30, 30 seconds to go. And they will, Marple Newtown will bleed every second off of that clock, off the play clock, as well as the game clock before the clincher. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. They line up. Johnson under center. He takes an A. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This game is over, and the Marple Newtown Tigers have clawed all the way back from an 0 5 start to finish the season 6 6 with a thrilling 17-16 victory over the Academy Park Knights. And six Tiger Roars for the six wins on the season. What a way to finish. A great block there at the end. And it's it's unbelievable that a fingertip has really put a punctuation mark on the, the way this season has gone. And, and a great job by this squad and the coaching staff from Marple Newtown to really finish 5-1 and one in their last six. And yeah. go six, uh, six Greg and Dennis, I know I've said this multiple times over this last half of the season for every broadcast, but this is undoubtedly the best game of the season. What I'm looking for as a broadcaster, drama right down to the end. <laughs> Most importantly, a victory for the home team in the final contest of the season. What a way to go out. The second half was a microcosm of the second half of the season. What you saw was the seniors played well with Jordano Stevens, Graziano stepping up making plays, guys like Christian Whiteside and the like, the young guys stepping up and doing some things as well. So saw a little bit of everything. Action News was here on the sidelines tonight, so I'm assuming that hopefully that highlight should be on their broadcast. Well, I guess evening. it would be Walter well, Walter Perez maybe or Gary Poppa at 11 well, o'clock. It just appeared as though it was the highlight camera, but that is definitely a highlight, that block there at the end. So that is the story of this game, and what a job. i got to get down the bottom, boys. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you guys. Appreciate all your efforts. Okay, thank you. So we'll be back in a minute with the wrap and a pack. The final score once again, the Marple Newtown Tigers squeaking out a 17-16 victory here at Harry Harvey Stadium over the Academy Park Knights. And we'll be back in a few minutes with the final countdown on this 2008 season. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network presented exclusively by the United States Marine Corps. 
There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hi, this is Jim Alsman, voice of the Marble Newtown Tigers, reminding you that after tonight's game, be sure to log on to the newly designed website of the Marble Newtown Tigers, www.marblenewtownfootball.com. This site will provide you with game scores, highlights, statistics, and the history of the Marble Newtown football program. In addition, marblenewtownfootball.com will directly link you to iathetigersblog.com, where you will find this podcast, along with coverage of each game provided by Greg Peck of the Tigers Radio Network. After each game and throughout the week, be sure to log on to www.marplenewtownfootball.com. So we are back to live action here at Harvey Stadium as the crowd on both sides file out and not a second too soon as that mysterious fog that troubled this field early in the contest has now drifted back. Yeah, so it's another successful game, a successful end of the season. I mean, the, the accolades are just pouring in on both sides of the football for this Marple Newtown Tigers team. <laughs> they did. What, a, what a way to end it. And, uh, that's, that's an awesome game. That's, that's an awesome finish. It, it's, it's what you want to see these kids walk off the field with at the end of the season. You know, it, it didn't go how they would have liked. I'm sure they would have loved to be in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, this win here is the coup de grace for them. Their heads are held high. I mean, it, it would have been... I can't imagine that they would have sulked that they had, had they lost this game. It would have been a heartbreaker. But so much progress after that early you know, injury-riddled start that, that put them in the hole at the bottom of the conference. And let's not forget how tough that schedule was to come out to, to face Conestoga, Strathaven, Garnet Valley. All those teams right up front is the toughest slate that anyone really had to follow this way. And, and you know, they, they survived it for the most part. Conestoga, if they come, I believe if they come out of Conestoga with a win, because that was a real close game, this season's a lot different than this. And I think they might have they, they could have been at least 8-4, eight eight possibly. Yeah. And that's right. And that's the best thing that could have happened for this young team is that they took all the lessons from that early start and applied them to the end of the season, finished strong, and I have no doubt that even though they will lose several key players, that there is enough there from a leadership and standpoint and a performance standpoint and, that and there's a very bright future for the next I couple hate, seasons. I hate to interrupt you, but I see the captains have uh, the the water jug, and I think they're about to do a, a the, Gatorade. The, co- the coach on. might be having a bath in about five seconds as they're they're well, lurking. They're trying to find a way to get without him seeing. And almost, almost. There's a distraction. and Graziano have and it. There they, they go. They do it. And they got him. There we go. Head coach Ray Junta under an ice and Gatorade bath. And why not? Gentlemen. Um, of course, I'd like to welcome in here executive producer Jim Alsman. Jim, you. what did you see tonight? Bob, it was an awesome game. Um, exciting ending. You know, a couple years ago, 2005, we beat Ridley on this field uh, in a very exciting finish. And my voice is shot, as you can tell. And that was just as exciting as that, every bit of exciting as that, um, when you are able to hold them up at the goal line. They still get in for a touchdown, good for Academy Park, because that was a great set of downs. 
to miss the extra point, um, boy, oh, boy, that, that poor young man is going to have a long ride home, and I hope he doesn't harp on it too much because he played a great game, uh, 81, Devin Hunter. He def- definitely has a leg on him, and he's a great athlete. You can just tell. But that was a superb win uh, for the Marple Newtown Tigers. Um, and I wanted to make sure to take this opportunity to thank both of you, uh, Bob and Greg, for your excellent work um, You know, this year. It's funny, we started the season, if you guys remember, with the Academy Park Knights. That was the first scrimmage that we did. Or actually, that might have been the, the second. second. Chichester was the first. But we did start out with them early on in August. It was This booth was much hotter uh, than it is <laughs> yeah, right now. Boiling hot at 10 a.m. We were in short sleeves and shorts. It was and, less crowded, uh, but... Less crowded, but we started off pretty much with Academy Park. We, we ended with Academy Park. You guys did a fantastic job. Definitely a flow, ebb and a flow that, uh, that uh, you guys bring to the broadcast. I know that Bob says he has a fan club going. Um, so to all those people at the Sports Network who do listen to this, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to make sure I, I, I let the, the Marine Corps know. Right, that, and uh, well, mo- of course, most importantly... The Marine Corps, yeah. who graciously stepped up and, 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 and on a broadcast and are a great sponsor. And not, not only the, them for sponsoring us, but for all the Marines that do everything overseas for our country that uh, appreciate all they've done. And, and for Absolutely. them to sponsor this is, is even better. For, it's great for us. We're, we appreciate it. This sponsorship uh, was originally um, born out of the mind of uh, Captain Thomas McAvoy, who's stationed out of Albany, New York. And uh, he got in, got in touch with, when I first spoke to him, Corporal Stentz, uh, Jesse Stentz, who was out um, in Harrisburg, and now he's actually a uh, Sergeant Stentz, uh, maybe because of this sponsorship. Well, maybe, maybe say, this, well, let's go back to Captain McAvoy. He uh, served two tours in two, Iraq, correct? Correct. Two tours of duty in Iraq. Uh, unharmed. Unharmed, thank God. And uh, we are so proud of what they do, their work. Uh, wherever, 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 whether it's wherever. putting their lives on the line in the heat of battle or at home. Absolutely. And they're all about, uh, you know, bringing young men in, men in and educating them and making them into uh, lean, mean fighting machines, not to uh, yeah. steal a cliche. But they are very, very impressive young yeah. men. Yeah. And we do appreciate Captain McAvoy and Sergeant Stence's uh, sponsorship yeah. of the Tigers Radio Network and the Marple Newtown and, Football Program. And one of the, just to explain, as, as our listeners may have heard throughout the season, the one uh, ID I did personally with uh, using their sponsorship has a song that was created by a band, and I'm, I'm, I'm losing the band, but it's for the soldiers, dedicated to them. Brad Lidge entered games as a Philly this year to that song to honor the soldiers. And that's kind of why I put that together and just kind of give some background and detail to that. So thank you to the Marines. Thank you to all our military serving overseas. And, and stay safe. Absolutely. And uh, just before you know, you sign off, you and Bob, uh, Greg and Bob, I just want to say to the head, uh, head football coach, Ray Junt, and his staff, offseason just began for them. They will be working. Um, they work tirelessly. And I really appreciate their support on this endeavor. They are behind it. They listen to us. They love it. They love having you guys cover the games. Um, and once again, I can't say enough about athletic director Dennis Reardon. He is really, really the man with the vision, not only for the football program, but for the athletic department itself. He loves these kids, and it, it really shows if you ever get to meet him, you can't miss him. He's a guy with a bald head that's running around, <laughs> running around the field like a, a head with his 
with chicken with the head cut off. But uh, you know, you ever see him say hello, and, and you'll know he is just an outstanding individual. Once again, I want to thank you guys. I appreciate your help, and uh, I hope, I hope that uh, we'll, we will be reunited. In several months. Well, this has been a, a, an exceptionally rewarding experience for me, particularly since I had spent a couple of years away from the broadcast booth, came back in a sport that I, I'm very passionate about and I love to watch, especially love to watch here from our perch at the 50-yard line. Yeah. And I could say that, Greg, you know, coming in, never met you before, and just like the Marple Newtown Tigers themselves – as the season got on, our pairing got stronger and stronger. Yeah, for me, it's it's been a great experience as well. And, and for myself, uh, this is an internship at, at a Penn State Brandywine. And uh, Jim, gave, I appreciate Jim giving me the opportunity to do this. I had a lot of fun and enjoyed it. And uh, you know, as long as I'm, as long as I have the availability after graduating this year, I would love to do this again next season. Uh, but also, I mean, kind of the background. I was spent two years up at Main Campus. Was on the radio up there. Came home and said, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as getting involved in radio and down here. And uh, uh, Professor Biscontini out of Penn State Brandywine had this internship available, and it was a perfect fit. And, and once again, Bob, with you, it's been, it's been a great experience and a great time. Well, we're not going away quite yet. Uh, tonight, yes, but uh, we will have what I understand is a 2008 retrospective coming up sometime next week. As we'll review the season and take the top ten plays, top ten calls of this season. And it will be ready, apparently, as executive producer Jim Olsen says, for Thanksgiving. So to close, I'd like to thank the following members of the Marple Newtown football staff, of course, head coach Ray Genta, defensive coordinator Lou Delonzo, assistant coaches Steve Call, Matt Call, Ted Caratanudo, Bobby DeSands, Mike Doyle, Christo Garavellas, Mike Petnelli, Nick Reynolds, Statistician Jim Alsman, Larry Kelly, Quality Control Coordinator, and Matt Junta, Sideline Manager. And also on the staff of Marple Newtown Football, once again, Ray McFall, Principal of Marple Newtown High School, Dennis Reardon, Assistant Principal Athletic Director, and Executive Producer Jim Alsman. For Greg Pecco, I'm Bob Herpin. That's it. Final score, Marple Newtown wins 17-16 to over the Academy Park Knights, closing out this 2008 season. At an even 6-6. Six and six. So until next week when we all gather again for the season retrospective, have a good time, everybody, and we'll be with you shortly. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. For Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Allsman wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium and Go Tigers! There must be some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief